Welcome back, everybody. Now, Brett, we have the wonderful Sally Cameron on today. We do. She's come back for for seconds. Yeah, well, we, Sally was in our very early days of Float Your Boat. She was like mm. our second or third episode, and I'll I'll actually be interested to see if she thinks we've improved at all, <laughs> or whether we've gone backwards. Oh yeah, she 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 was brave to turn up in the in, in the early days, but now uh, she was back then. She was with uh, a band, an a cappella band called the Idea of North. Correct. And since then, she's moved on. Well, and well, I'm not sure about that. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Well, we? she has she has the big reveal. The big reveal. The big and reveal we're not today. sure why she's coming in. We have our suspicions, but. Mm. We will see, no doubt. Well, um, is she, is she here? Sh She's here? I think okay. I see her. Yeah, yeah let's, okay. let's go I'll and get, go her. get her. Okay. Float Your Boat podcast about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls and potholes and how they overcame it all. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome welcome to our studio, Sally. Welcome back, I Thank should say. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. So, last time you, well, when we interviewed you, you mm. were um, still with the idea of North. Yes. And so what's happened since then? Tell us. Tell us what, tell us the story. The journey. Right. Well, I went solo. I did it. I went solo. Um, I was with Idea of North <laughs> for 10 years, um, which were absolutely wonderful years. You know, we toured all around the world and, um, you know, singing with your mates. It's a pretty wonderful job. Um, we made a lot of great recordings and collaborated with brilliant musicians all over the world. Um, and I think it was... It was quite an intense job. There's not really time to do anything else. You know, we all poured our heart and soul into mm. that company. You, you guys know what it's like. Mm. Run your own business. But, um, and so I just, I, I felt if I wanted to do something else, anything else musically, um, now was the time. And, you know, I'm really happy with those 10 years. It, it felt like a, a nice sort of neat time to tie it up and um, yeah, but go is the, the, the group still going? Yes, they are. Right. Yeah. So they've just they've had to try and replace you. Yes, they but, did. And didn't oh, didn't it, somebody <laughs> didn't somebody else leave as well? <laughs> yes, the bass singer Andrew Piper left at the same time, so oh, they replaced Andrew him also. Piper. Didn't you tell me that he was the fellow who started the band? He was an original member. Yeah, the original member. Yeah, and he left as well. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So for him, it had been twenty-four years. Wow. Did he retire incredible. or? Presumably he's retired. Or he he's retired gone on from acapella singing. Right, okay, <laughs> he's, okay. He's gone on to gone be solo. quite a successful videographer. So, wow, yeah, wow. He's really that's busy. a nice segue, mm. isn't it? Yeah, he actually made a beautiful film clip for me recently. For, Is that right? Yeah. Is that the little short clip that you had on? Yeah, the, you, you saw yeah, it right. probably. Yeah, it's for the um, the new album release, Always Christmas. Which we'll get to shortly. Yeah, sure. And and I, I take it that your love interest, who's sitting over your left mm -hmm. shoulder, he, mm -hmm. he um, you participated in the f last few years of of the the idea of north as a, um, you know in some professional capacity is that correct no 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 i always been a fan of the idea of north 
but um, I'm definitely not an a cappella singer <laughs> and have not even been caught doing karaoke at karaoke bars. So. Thank God for that. Yeah, that's you right. You obviously don't drink enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but I, you're a producer. Yeah, really? so I'm a guitar player and engineer producer type. Right. Um, based in Adelaide. Yep. Um, and uh, we kind of cross paths sort of in the music scene. Um, Sally's also got pretty strong Adelaide roots. You mm-hmm. kind of grew up, yes. as, you, as you guys know, grew up in Adelaide and went to union, etc., etc. So happened to cross paths at the right time. The stars align. That's right, as, <laughs> they, say, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and was it, uh, was it love at first sight? You two? <laughs> it was actually. It, yeah, it sounds really cliche. And but it actually but, was. Yeah. yeah. Really? It really, really was. Wow. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was. Okay, okay. It was. <laughs> Let me ask a question. That's right. What did it for you? The first uh, thing that you that went through your mind. What did it for you? It was just the chemistry. Okay. We just kind of locked eyes and it was like an explosion. I can't believe we're talking uh, about this right this now. Is, but they're so soppy, but it's so great. I know. I, mean, I didn't think that, that was story. a real thing, but it was. Uh-huh. It, we couldn't ignore it. It was like, oh, oh what is this? Wow. Yeah. Hello. And same for you, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's funny, as daggy and and soppy as you were saying, as it sounds like when you actually put that into words, Mm. when we've kind of reconnected or talked to other people that have had the same sort of thing, it's... uh, it's you, it kind of all makes sense mm. um, when you meet people who have been together for you know thirty years or whatever, and yeah. they had exactly the same thing. Or you you mm. know it's a it's an interesting conversation starter with some people. Yeah, a conversation ender with a lot of people as well. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, Sam and I both have a lot of contacts uh, in the musician realm so we knew exactly who we wanted to actually play on the album. Um, we decided fairly quickly that. It was going to be a Christmas album. We both love Christmas. Yeah. A ridiculous, tragically, embarrassing tragically. amount. Mm. Um, so it was sort of a no-brainer as to the genre of music. And then, um, yeah, I just thought, well, why not go big band? <laughs> it's so beautiful and um, really lends itself to, to Christmas music. And we just pulled together a track listing quite quickly and put the call out to our favourite writers and arrangers um, in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Los Angeles. And... Um, they immediately were sort of coming back with these brilliant ideas and arrangements and started, it just sort of grew and grew and grew, didn't it? We're getting strings on there, so then there was this real sort of orchestral sound happening and just, yeah, one thing led to another. And So when you were putting the album together, did you... Because now people can record in their home and then mm-hmm. send you a file. Is, is that how you approached the album? I mean, Interesting, that was a... Between us, it was a point of uh, difference. It's how, because obviously with modern recording, we can uh, we can do things pretty slickly and efficiently, mm. um, you know. But if you think of the classic big band recordings of all time, it's just everyone in a room yeah. with a few microphones, you know, and mm. and um, maybe the singer in a different place, but mm. for a million years, no way. But so that was when we were talking about making an album that the same sort of people who would have bought oh, Spirit of Christmas or gone mm. to David Jones and grabbed something off the shelf to give as a present or just play while they're doing some putting up the Christmas tree with the family. We wanted to appeal to all those sorts of people um, 
in that commercial world, but also wanted to have the respect of our fellow musician friends that we'd chosen to work with in in the jazz world. So we, um, when we were talking about that crossover, we did think about things like, okay, so do we what? How do we approach the recording in the studio? Do we get the band in together? Do we get the 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 um the the saxophones just do their bit and then the trumpets do their but their bit with them, um, which obviously uh, logically kind of says okay you've got more control over what they do and if you need to do any editing etc. But um, I fought a little bit of a battle to win um, <laughs> a, along with the sound engineer who made the analogy of imagine a string quartet where each like violin one, violin two, viola and cello are all recording in different rooms. Like it's just, that's not how they play. So, and as a result, we, uh, a friend of mine who I've worked on a show with Mark Taylor, who's an absolute hero, a hero in the um, Sydney scene, sax player. Mm. He uh, just pulled together a list of the top guys who record together regularly, play together, or more or less have crossed over in that way. So, we found ourselves with with six horn players ready to start recording a um, the meat of a big band album, mm. and that so was done here in Sydney. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. We recorded all of the the band at James Morrison Studios. Um, yeah, up in Worrywood with Todd Dealey on the tools and um, Sam as the music supervisor. So tell me who tell us who was in the who's who are the brass players. So. Um, well, if we go back a notch and go with the rhythm section, so um, you were, the earlier question about how do you make something that stands out, mm. I think one way to look at it is, okay, let's try and make it the best product as possible. If you whittle that down, it's who are the musicians we're going to get in on mm. this album. So we thought, okay, cool, we've got to get, we want to get Gordon Rittmaster on drums, Phil Stark on bass, Bill Risby on piano, Obviously, there's a whole lot of other contenders and amazing musicians that are in Australia that mm. that would be um, privy to that sort of thing. But these are people that we knew, that we worked with. Um, I'd just done an album with Bill earlier in the year, so we had a good connection. And they were our first choices. Yeah, that's, as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, we started with them, and then horns-wise, we on saxophones we had Mark Taylor and Graham Jesse. Uh, They've worked together a lot. It's yeah, really, really amazing, amazing to watch. To watch. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trumpets, we had Ray Kassar and Angus Gom, and trombones was Mark Barnsley and Anthony Cable, so all yeah. people who are sort of at the top of their game mm -hmm. and very versatile mm -hmm. and, and great guys, hilarious mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, it was great Absolute fun. ball. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Again, with candy canes and silver lanes that glow, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store, but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. We've produced this album with probably the most amount of instruments you can squeeze onto one album. You know, full big band and strings and. So it's it's really funny that they're just really opposite ends of the spectrum. So, but oh gosh, it's so incredible to play with a band, um, getting an opportunity to do it live um, in 
a couple of different places in Adelaide and Melbourne, so that's really exciting too. Will you be doing a big tour um, around Australia for Carols by Candlelight or something like that? I mean, do you have anything planned before Christmas? We've got a couple of launches um, in Adelaide and in Melbourne, and I'm also doing um, a guest spot at uh, a show in Hamer Hall in Melbourne called Our Christmas Gift, which is a... I don't know if you've ever been to Hammer Hall, but it's just no. absolutely I was, incredible. At the, I always thought it was pronounced Hammer Hall. It's not. <laughs> it's no, not it's one Hammer. M. Yeah. It's one M. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> and that I'm really looking forward to that. That's just such a grand place yeah. to play in. So when will that be? That's going to be December the second. Oh wow! So you you have a packed agenda between so now and, mm-hmm. and Christmas. Yeah. When will you hang up your tools um, on Christmas Eve? Sort of halfway through December. We're actually heading to Germany this year, so. Um, what for work or holiday? No, for, for a holiday. holiday. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's presumably what the honeymoon period? No. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, no, not, not really. That's no. sometime next year. That's fantastic. Mm. So um, you, you, I mean, obviously this is something you did because it was. Um, there's a certain immediacy around it. Hmm. Christmas is coming. Exactly. Let's do a, let's do a big, big deadline. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deadline, isn't well, it? Do you have anything planned beyond that that you can reveal? Yeah. Well, I guess, um, as Sam was sort of talking about before, being a freelance um, person in the music industry, you do need to have a few different strings to your bow. So, mm. um, And that's actually the way I really want it anyway. You know, I love performing and recording, um, and I, I love working in radio and doing voiceover work um, and teaching as well, So, and working with a lot of choirs and that kind of thing. So just... Yeah, that versatility is really what I have been looking for, I think, in my life as a musician and what I have experienced this year so far. So really looking forward to that again next year. But but Adelaide has, a, in a way, a better live scene than Sydney does. Not? Yeah, you could yeah. if you want to play music seven nights a week in Adelaide, you can do it. Mm. You can't, it's, it's so yeah. how did Adelaide escape the demise of that scene in in, uh, Bris- in Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne, and yet Adelaide still continues? I think part of the reason is that we just we don't have this CBD residential population, um, so we don't have as many people making noise complaints. I mean, it still happens everywhere. You know, I was uh, playing in a soul band on a Friday night for about almost two years and someone literally moved in and, and complained and shut the, yeah. shut the band down, even though on a Saturday night DJs are three <coughs> times as loud. But yeah. um, I think the fact that uh, if you want to perform in Adelaide, you generally do it in the city, it does bring people into the city as opposed to um, it becoming a like just too heavily a business area or reaching that that kind of boiling point of culture and residential and people that want to move to the city for different reasons. Adelaide is a, a little bit different, would you say, like coming from Sydney yeah, south oh as sure. far as the, yeah. um, the, the residential feel as well yes, of the city yeah. is, is, is a little bit different. Mm. But um, there's enough places and a lot, a lot of different genres of music. Adelaide's got a really strong blues scene, folk scene, um, there's a lot of great jazz musicians, rock and roll, you know, you, metal scene, whatever, you know. It's all like, there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And great wine. 
Great wine, and good great beer. food. Good beer. The best beer. Best beer, beer. Best beer Coopers. The best beer in the world. Should, should I mention it? It's a free plug to Coopers. That's but it. If you're listening, Mr. Cooper, yeah. <laughs> we love you. This way. And let's not forget the other thing. We've got sunsets over the beaches. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah, that's right. You guys in Western yeah. Australia are the lucky ones for yeah, that. Yeah, we can, you know, you could be in the, in the hustle and bustle of the city and decide, right, let's um, grab a beer and go down and watch the sunset and you'd be there in no time. <laughs> Getting back to, I mean, I'm a, I'm a novice when it comes to the music industry, but um, so who oversees the, the whole shebang within a production studio, uh, within a, sorry, studio? Is it you? Uh, You're the guy. You're the man, inter- right? Interesting question. Um, it can work in a number of different ways as far, like it can work from the point of someone like a producer could find a young artist and they just take care of everything you know they'll produce the music get it recorded by people and the artist could be sitting at home and then all of a sudden their product is ready you know like that's one model the other model that i guess i came into recording land basically because all the musicians that i wanted to be like um especially guitar players like i grew up in a really good era of australian music you know we were still watching hey hey which had a live band um, the Midday Show, which had a live band, mm. a lot of it in Sydney and Melbourne, but um, it's then Australian Idol started with, which Gordo played on, mm. um, and I just knew that a lot of those musicians, in order to be versatile and successful, they worked in recording studios, and I started getting booked for recording sessions, that sort of thing, and just started to get a little bit almost frustrated with the fact that a lot of recording engineers tend not to be musicians, so... Um, it's that it's kind of more common than not, but it's almost it started out the recording engineers like in Abbey Road, they all used to wear white lab coats, you know, they were mm. scientists, and then you'd have the producer, someone like George Martin for the Beatles, who was a um, consummate musician and would do all the arrangements, and sort of tie into everyone as as far as communication in recording land, speaking with the musicians. Um, nowadays, because a lot of the big studios are closing down. Um, and people have to diversify even more, I followed the footsteps of people who are first and foremost musicians, and then they learn the art of recording and the science behind that. So my role in this, I'm, Sally is, is, was the one calling all the shots. Okay, well, I, I wanna do this song. This person suggested this one. What do we think in the mix of everything? Okay, cool. Um, I, I guess my, my role in this was someone who has had experience pulling all the resources together and making it all work and being able to speak a language which is useful in a recording situation, in a PR situation, having contacts for people that can do artwork, knowing the musicians, you know, like um, all those sorts of different areas. Traditionally, you would have one person in each Mm. block of business and it Mm. kept the recording industry alive, you know. The A&R person would work with the the client, the recording studio would have an engineer, you would hire a producer, um, different stages along the way. Whereas these days, because the economy is changing, um, there are a lot more, I guess, people like I, myself, who I aspire to be. There are a lot, plenty of people who are higher up the food chain than me. But um, yeah, people that are, have come from the music world and gone, okay, cool, there's clearly a bridge um, of communication here it tends to work smoothly for everyone. And um, in this setting, 
especially without the engineer that we had on the album, Todd Dealey. He's he's a classical piano player. He works for Sydney Opera House, works for Sony. He's really great engineer, and he's so useful because he's a musician. So you can imagine you're recording a big band, and you've got someone who's essentially a technician, but they're also reading the music. So they. You know, when you stop and you have to redo something again, he knows exactly, like he's up to speed. Mm. Um, I've done a million recordings with engineers who are just technicians, and you stop and go, oh, cool, can we just do that bit again? They go, oh, oh where, where's that? What are you talking Because they don't speak that music language. Mm. So you hit that that brick wall. But um, I guess in this sense, I was the, the communicator, um, a little bit of quality control, but also just someone who, you know, had a connection with a lot of different people and could could help get it over the line so so i take it that um because you had such great and talented musos in the room you the arranging would have been a lot easier in a sense because they all know what they're doing the arranging well just arranging the songs the whole the whole format of it you know you've got a great drummer that can Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they're so quick, you know. And the music was written so brilliantly, you know, Mm. that it came in its final form, really. We didn't adjust. Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. We we, we kind of say, like, it it mixed itself, you Mm. know. It's just you've got a whole bunch of great musicians and just what happened then... It's just you, a matter of making it sound really good. Yeah, it's thing, just kind right? of shaping it to the the final destination. But mm. as far as what we just recorded there and then on the day, we could play it to you and you'd be absolutely blown away, you know, as far as just the raw information that we got. of songs that um, I've always loved. Uh, I wanted it to be filled with music that, you know, on one hand people recognised and then some other sort of lesser known Christmas music, but some, you know, traditional things as well. Um, And in some cases, we had eight arrangers on the album, in some cases I said to them, would you please arrange this song? And in other cases, I gave them a fair amount of freedom and, you know, they were quite inspired and rang up and we were like, ah, oh, I just, I woke up this morning and I just really want to arrange Jingle Bells. Can I do that? And I've, I've got this idea and, and, you know, great. I mean, I chose them because they're great at what they do. So mm. it wasn't really much of a risk giving them heaps of poetic license. Now that it's a finished project or it's a, it's a finished pro- project that's now out there in the world, mm. what, what's your favourite song on the Ooh, album? So tough. The opening track is Let It Snow, mm-hmm. and when we received the arrangement, we both knew that was going to be opener. the opening track to the album. It's right. just extraordinary. Like, 
it's you know it's it's huge yeah. <laughs> you, you there yeah. is there is no ignoring it you know it's got the strings and it's just, it's written by the arrangement was written by a guy who does a lot of writing for movies and it's just got that really classy beautiful yeah, feeling it's, yeah it's big and glitzy and delicate and soft and all those sorts of things mm. um, and it's such a joyous yeah. song yeah. yeah but then there are other songs on the album that are quite intimate as well there's one song that's just piano vocal duet which is when you wish upon a star mm. and that would have to be right up there for me as well because right. it was just so raw you know alex uh, wignall on piano and mm. he and i just we just got in there and just played no, it. it you know it was yeah. so simple and it's such a beautiful tune and we worked together a little bit before so we had you know a good connection i think and yeah, I, it was important to me to have those sort of uh, different emotions on the album. So gone are the days where I was thinking last night because I played the album from Spotify, finally, okay. um, to my kids, and I was thinking about that movie Love Actually. Oh, is, yeah. is it Love Actually where he has the Christmas song? He was the heavy metal... Yes, it's a Christmas movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but there was a song that he was trying to get to number one. Yeah. And I was thinking about how, yeah. f- how back... In the day, it was all about the charts. But yeah. That's not really how it works anymore, does it? I mean, not so much. It's it, charts are still important, and I still use them because we yeah, jump straight to we number were, two on the we, iTunes jazz charts. So I was right. hammering oh, that really? in that's social media. Yeah. <laughs> so, Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Great. We we, um, we were talking about this the other day about like music videos mm. and um, rage and mm. video hits and mm. how the only way that you would really know what was new was what was on television what what yeah. music videos are coming out. you know and then i i could just remember my like always okay this is new oh i like this and then you go and buy the cd mm. whereas nowadays everything the youtube is the largest collection of music on the in the planet yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's it's got everything and i take it you won't be making any videos to go with the songs well, Will you be doing that? There, there is the trailer, uh, the, the trailer, a, but yeah, videos behind the, the scenes kind no, of thing. Okay. Um, don't know. We haven't made that decision. No, we sort of talked about it, but then um, because Andy Piper, he kind of said, "Oh, look, I really want to do this sort of video," and we didn't really know what it was going to be, except that it was going to be excellent. And he just the moments that he captured were mm. really great. Mm. Also, the fact that he's a musician just means that the Again, whole thing flows yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. But yeah, we we weren't really sure what we were going to get as far as um, he, the story that he mm. wanted to, to share of the album, which was fantastic. You know, just yeah, we just looked at it. I think it, he gave it to us a couple of weeks ago, and I just watched it. I looked at you, didn't I? I yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's really fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's okay. so clever. So, how do people get the album? You Is can get it, it on iTunes. Um, it's in stores as well. JB Hi-Fi, Sanity. And what? online for those. Um, I'm going to sound like a bit of a novice, but is it on a memory stick now, nowadays? Or no, do we still, still cut do CDs? Discs. <laughs> really? Yeah, we still yeah. do discs? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely do. And yeah, vinyl. I, know, I know vinyl's making yeah. a comeback. Yeah. Are you considering vinyl? Uh, it's not on the list at the moment. No. What song shall we finish with today? Mmm... I think well, you have to, the, we've talked about the album opener. We Let have, it Let It Snow. Okay. That's probably probably the best That would be the one to play. Choice. Okay, we'll, we'll do that, hey George? I think we will. Yeah. And, and listeners, you get out there and download it if you know how to do that. You can also go On to my iTunes website. Ah, yeah. SallyCameron.com. There you go. My 
website is um, my studio is called The Lair, so it's thelairmusic.com.au. You can find so, out what I do, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, the seat, the album is available for purchase from from Sally's website. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping you both of you will get a flood of phone calls asking okay. for your services. You know, because <laughs> um, you know you're now you're now. Um, on the international stage again, but in a different form. Mm. And and you too, you're going to do a great gig tomorrow night. Oh my God. Yeah. What Deli a, yeah, delightful. a delightful thing to do. Mm. Christmas you remember those always days. wonderful. Yeah. You remember those days being on stage? I was on stage two weeks ago, George, funnily enough. You barely remember. <laughs> I was sober. I asked for tea. I said, where's the tea facilities? There was only booze. <laughs> oh. It's not good at a rock gig, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> I hope it's not like that at a Christmas gig. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you very thanks much, guys. Thank good you. to see you both and congratulations. Yes, oh, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. If you 